I work in a whole range of different medium. Um, so I do photography, video, although I haven't done that for quite a while. Uh, I make installations and um, I also have a social engaged practice where I facilitate groups and we kind of make work together and I curate those exhibitions and the exhibitions of other people's work. Um, I am a founder member of the Black Arts Forum based in Birmingham, North Birmingham. and. Um, we have numerous partnerships with various organisations across the region, nationally and internationally. Um, founder member of Handsworth Creative, and which is based in Handsworth in Birmingham, of course, and um, founder member of the Daughters of Africa Foundation in the Gambia. So lots of different um, projects that you get involved in. So can you talk yes, to us? Yes. A, can you go a little bit more in depth with um, what happens? Um, the Black Arts Forum, because that, you know, I know there's lots of interlinks with different people and lots of different things that you do there. Yes, well, um, Black Arts Forum was set up to support artists, both emerging and um, established artists, um, primarily black artists and um, black organisations, and just kind of um, do a lot of work and development around, uh, you know, developing uh, cultural leadership. Uh, in the creative industries, um, so we've uh, the the organisations kind of uh, developed and it's morphed into something else because originally it was you know, lots of um, uh, black organisations and individuals across the West Midlands, but um, it's kind of refined, if you like, and and distilled into what it is now, um, and we have a handful of directors, um, and we develop and deliver programs that uh, enable us to support other artists. Uh, we're based at the Grosvenor Road studio, which is the, one of the oldest studios in, in Birmingham, in fact I think in the Midlands, uh, Black Voices Home, uh, and there we use that space as a test bed for people to, you know, try out new work, uh, view or um, present uh, retrospectives of their work, um, across a range of art forms. So although I'm leading on the visual arts, um, we also um, you know, work with musicians and writers and poets and performers all, all across the board. Okay, yeah. And um, I know when we spoke about this before, um, you know, you, you kind of mentioned, we talked about the, the well-being of what creativity, what art can do for a person. Can you go into that a little bit? Because um, when there's any cuts, when we hear about over oh, budgets and what have you, the first thing to go tends to be art. What do you, as a, as a as an artist, what do you feel about that? And how would you, how important is it for us to, you know, put a lot into our creativity? Well, I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, creativity is vital. Uh, as human beings, one of the things that we have to do is to be, is to have an opportunity for our creative expression, and. Um, you know, the arts and creativity are the things that help us to, well, stay sane, really. <laughs> you know, um, if you look everywhere, art is everywhere, creativity is everywhere. We are, as human beings, we have to be creative in some shape or form. Um, and it, trust me, it does take different shapes and forms. Um, and uh, the work that, a lot of the work that I've done has been around arts and health and wellbeing. Um, arena, if you like, um, 
because the work that we, the work that we do or that I've done and uh, collaborated with others to do in schools, in prisons, um, detention centres, communities, you know, housing estates, all over the place, have been about using the arts to explore our experiences um, and to express those experiences. So it's vital, you know, it shapes and informs everything. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, people that are, um, such, as, such as people in prisons and detention centres and what have you, you know, does it, what does it do for them? Because I suspect that it could help them and, and you know, rehabilitate them in, in some ways. What, what are you seeing there with, with, with creativity, of ex- expression um, of creativity? It can help to reform. It's, it's, it's kind of, I mean, probably less so now because of cuts in budgets, but the work that, um, you know, that I used to be involved in was very much about exploring people's humanity and then, you know, they have an opportunity to address or have a look and explore their crime and why they've engaged in that crime and, you know, the people they've left behind and how it impacts on everybody, you know, across the community. So it's it's a very powerful tool to get people exploring whatever issues they want to explore. Mm-hmm. And, and with school, with children at school, would you say that... Um you know, sort of developing the right brain as in the creative, uh, their creative expression, um, as well as the academic left brain stuff. Do you feel that the right, you know, when they're able to express themselves creatively, do you feel it has a, it, it develops, you know, develops them, you know, 360 degrees where they're also doing really well in their academics as well. Do you feel that there's some, you know, compliment going on there? Well, absolutely. The two have to go hand in hand. And, um, you know, if people are able to express themselves and to explore their capacity to develop critical thinking and creative thinking, then they become more rounded, more resilient human beings. They can gain confidence from that, which then gives them the motivation to do other forms of learning or go on to do other things. So, you know, I've always believed in the power of creativity and what it can do for us as human beings. And I know, you know, there is um, Handsworth Creative as well as Black Arts Forum and GRS. Mm-hmm. Can you tell mm-hmm. us what, what's the difference? What's, can you uh, sort of break down for us? Because I know you're doing so many things. And like when, we, when you were talking, you said, I do this, I do that. There's so many things, um, you know. So is it possible to kind of break down what's, you know, what do you do in each of those different um, areas? Okay. Um, well, Hansworth Creative is um, a collective of artists that uh, live in the Hansworth area. And uh, we came together originally to deliver some projects within schools. Um and uh, it's just kind of gone on. I mean, that was set up in 2013, and it's gone on to do. We do the, the our very latest project is the three-year arts trail, three-year project leading to a permanent arts trail in Hansworth Park. Um, we've done projects that engage the Syrian community. Um, we've worked with other Black artists, and we've wor- worked with um, a range of artists actually from across the region to deliver workshops, work in schools, um, you know, it's it's a whole range of things really. Uh, but I suppose the biggest project that we've done so far is the Hamsworth Park Arts Trail. So um, 
you know, the idea was that we would put Handsworth on the map for positive reasons. And, you know, the park has been, like a few parks across the city, has been refurbished um, some years ago. Uh, and it's heavily used by fa- all manner of families, you know, diverse communities, lots of different people, young people, old people. Um, you know, there are people engaged in some of the sort of health and fitness and wellness activities and early in the morning people will be walking through the park and so you know um the leisure center is always also based there the uh, well their well-being centers now aren't they um you know so it's it's used quite a lot and the communities expressed an interest in having more art in the park because we had a there was a light festival um and uh, various other things that uh, the friends of Hansworth park were involved in um delivering uh, so myself and Jan Kimber came up with this idea and we managed to get some Arts Council money to do a temporary arts trail and because of the success of that we were then able to get three years worth of um, funding to do a, a longer and permanent project. So um, a lot of those sculptures are now in the park. <laughs> And you know, what I love there, I'm scribbling away as you're talking, what I love there is the fact that you're, you know, incorporating nature and creative expression all under, mm-hmm. you know, one, one, one place. And, and how important, because, you know, sometimes, um, you know, when pe- people get so busy and they don't have time to connect with, with, with nature, um, and again, would you say that that's a really important thing? And I know with the lockdown and all the things that's going on, um, with COVID-19 people are getting out a little bit more or you know um, appreciating nature and you know creative expression a lot more would you say you notice that? Yes I think that um, this current um, period with the pandemic and lockdown and um, you know all these things that we've had to grapple with in this really surreal time um, more people are, I think have become people have become more conscious of their health and well-being and finding different ways to um, occupy themselves really and to, to, to deal with with um, their wellness so you know I mean there was an increase in people cycling there's an increase in people walking increasing people doing all forms of exercise um, whether it's be online in the park uh, in the garden wherever um, you know and and it's also spawned a lot of um, activities for charity you know people um, you know doing all sorts of things to raise money for others who are suffering even more because of the pandemic Um, so I think while this has been it's it's been a very negative thing for a lot of people but it's also in equal measure it's been a positive thing because it's forced a different it's a mindset um, it's kind of forcing people to, it's forced people to think differently about how they do the business, how they survive, how they engage with people. Um, and it's ironic that we're supposed to be isolating ourselves, but yet still we're reaching out even more yes. now than we ever have done. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I, I think people appreciate how important connections are. And, and uh, I think when they're sort of isolated and locked away, you know, mm. it, it becomes more important to have these it connections. Does. Yes, it does. I mean, with Black Arts Forum, we were, we've managed to hang on to some of our elders. We have a core group of elders that we've worked with on a previous project or previous projects. Um, and we were aware that we have a lot of um, older people in the community who aren't um, 
necessarily au fait with social media. Um, you know, not everyone has access to the internet, or if they have access to the internet, they don't really have access to the um, the equipment, to the kit. Um, and then if they do, they don't necessarily know how to use it properly. So we decided to pitch for um, some support to help some of these elders get online and be able to to you know communicate with one another and. Um, you know, perhaps if there some of them were um, having carers, um, relatives, other people helping them to um, engage in this project, and um, they made a, a, a calypso, a COVID calypso. Oh, <laughs> COVID, yeah. Yeah, but oh. you know, all of that came out of the the um, workshops that um, two of our artists did. Um, looking at storytelling, looking at nursery rhymes, looking at the role of the, the Calypso, um, you know, the original role of Calypso. Um, and then they worked with um, Vanley Burke, who had some of his, um, you know, some, talked about some of his games and toys from when he was growing up in Jamaica. And Asha B, who produced, helped to produce the, the track. So, you know, um, we had uh, Sue Brown and uh, oh, yes, Dr. Judy Bruce Golding. <laughs> yeah, they were facilitating it. So it's been great. And now we've got, you know, there are ideas for lots of other projects to carry on. So we've just got to find ways to make that happen. And, you know, my, yeah. ne- my next question was going to actually be around um, the elders and creativity and how, mm. you know, important is that for the, you know, the well-being, the mental health and even longevity. Uh, because that what you're doing it sounds amazing and it sounds you know that not everyone not everyone in the elder grouping uh, are having that sort of um, input or you know or having people inputting to them um, you know music and you know all these different creative things yes well we wanted something that was going to go beyond the luncheon club or the domino club or you know a crocheting group or whatever um we just felt that it needed to be something that a would engage with the tools of the time um and b would keep the individuals connected um you know and, and some of the i mean there are people in the group who enjoy writing enjoy storytelling um enjoy other forms of creativity um you know, whether it be performance or, you know, other things. So knitting, we have a woman that's that's a, an avid, avid knitter and crocheter. Wow. <laughs> and, but it was nice. Crochet, crochet. Yeah. So, oh my God, I could never grasp yeah. it. I used to look at her and marvel. Oh, how do you do it? <laughs> yeah. That's really yeah. good for the brain, they say, doesn't it? You know, Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So it was good for this individual to be able to engage with something else as well mm-hmm. while she was still doing her crocheting. So it was great, you know. Um, so yeah, so that's um, that's one of the projects that we've uh, we've recently finished and trying to. Um, well, this, the the group is still meeting and now thinking about their their own their, their next project. I mean, all the projects that we do is we t- you know we take. Um, either we take an idea to a group and then they just you know shape it and co-design it how they want to or, or we co-design right from the very beginning um you know so the people that we facilitate and the people we work with are always able to take ownership of the projects because it's their work it's their ideas That's awesome. you know i was going to ask you here about um 
how, you know, some people are talking about AI taking a lot of the creativity out of, you know, what human beings have always done. Do you feel that, I, I mean, I myself, I feel that AI is here to stay, it's not going anywhere, and maybe we need to incorporate too, don't give up, you know, our creativity that flows from us. Um, mm-hmm. What would you say about that? Do you feel that the two can work hand in hand, or do you feel like people are kind of giving away their creativity at times? Um, I, I don't think it has to be an either or. I think that we we can find ways to make the two things work hand in hand. Um, you know, I mean, I think it's important to hold on to the foundations of of you know where we're coming from and the tools that we've had, um, because then we can make sense of where we might be going in the future, and that applies across the board, really. Yeah, because I was thinking mostly um, people talking about music and you know sometimes how it's kind of not um, people are not sort of you know young people are not sort of always you know um getting a chance to um play instruments and what have you as much Mm -hmm. as you know we would like and um i know the work that you're doing you do have musicians and um you know writers and poets and and all the different areas of creativity which is really important to keep um as you said you know keep hold of those those skills Um, absolutely yeah go ahead it's also a leveller, you know, because you can you can reach people where they are um, in either the kind of music that they play or make or listen to or whatever. Um, likewise, you know, it's, it doesn't matter whether it's music, it doesn't matter whether it's food, it doesn't matter whether it's, you know, I mean, they're all forms of creativity and ways to use our, our sort of cultural products to work through whatever you want to work through, whether it's an issue or whether it's just for the sake of it. You know, just for the sake of expression, of, of expression, um, you know, it's very important. Yeah, I want to I want to talk to you about the work you're doing in Gambia. But before we go there, I just want to um, ask you. This is more personal. When did, you know, what was your fir- what was the first creative um, area that you found? You know, what, when you started, when you realised you had creative, you know, expression. What was the first thing? What, what did you turn to? Was it writing? Was it you know music? What was your first thing? No, it's always been visual for me. Mostly, that's it's always my my default setting. Um, as a child, I used to draw. <clears throat> um, I used to draw a lot, and I used to design clothes for. I mean, I didn't play with dolls in. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just I used to design, you know, sort of seasons of clothes and things for for my dolls. And then when I was old enough to use a sewing machine, um, I had an uncle who was a tailor, and um, he left his old singer sewing machine for me um so i taught myself to sew um and it just kind of went on from there really uh, and then i went to art school as a teenager um uh yeah and later on i went back to uni as a, a mature student and got involved with media wonderful and so no i was just gonna ask you with you know being able to give back to the community how, what does that mean to you? How does that feel that you're able to do that? Your your God-given talents as well as, you know, things you've, you've picked up through your studies as well. How, how important is it that you've given back so much? Um, for me, it's quite, it's gratifying because you, you know, you see, you see someone kind of shine, if you like, or fly when, you know, they 
think that they're not creative or they might not have the confidence to try something or they've all perhaps they've always wanted to do something creative and they're you know they're convinced that they're not creative and often you know when people say to me that oh i'm not creative you know i defy them to show me how they're not creative um you know because by the time we've finished on the projects everyone's had an opportunity to to um show some form of creativity you know it is a natural it's part of our human nature it's part it's a it's a trait that we have and you know not everyone can be a painter not everyone can be a photographer not everyone can be a musician you know but but creativity is much broader than that it's much broader than the things we learn at art school or the things that we teach ourselves as children it's much much broader than that yeah absolutely and um, I think, you know, it's really good for somebody like yourself and um, the team of people you're working with and, you know, who's part of this, um, like Sue Brown and um, I think Dr. Golding and different people that you, you're you kind of affiliated with. I think it's really yes. amazing, you know, that you're doing this type of work. And um, how can people help to keep this going? Because I know funding is very, very important, is the lifeblood of keeping everything going how can people help and support um well as none of the organizations i work with have core funding we're having to literally you know sort of go from project to project um i think that uh certainly with the with the gambia project we have it's possible to donate on the website um with uh, the other um uk-based projects i mean we're pursuing core funding for the various things and in order for us to be able to continue our activities but you know we're always looking for volunteers as well who can help us because there's not that many of us <laughs> um, because in terms of um you know the the black arts forum and grs uh i mean i'm working very closely with carol pemberton who's one of the, the, the director of black voices um you know so um we tend to be, along with Sue, we're doing a lot of um, of this by ourselves. Um, so it's just a matter of getting more people involved and, and building a bigger team. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, we can. We're now working with a fundraiser, so um, hopefully we'll get to a point where we've managed to get some core revenue in. Um, you know, acquire some capital so that we can. Re, redo the building, open things up, um, you know, and just continue to grow. Um, and hopefully, uh, you know, we will have some young people who can be running the centre at GRS and, you know, take over the reins at Black Arts Forum yeah. and so on, so I can go and lie down and never rest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, young people, and, and <laughs> I love that. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, young people are the, you know, they're the heart and soul of the, the, the community because, you know, they're going to be Indeed. the next generation. And, um, you know, everyone wants to really just pour and just see um, young people going in the right direction. And, you know, how, you know, how, how easy is it for you to, to, you know, find the right young minds that, you know, can have a vision and can see your vision? Um, well, whenever we come across uh, any young people, um, 
you know, in our, with a lot of the things that we're doing, a lot of the projects that we're doing. I mean, really, it's just about talking to people, you know, not be frightened to talk to people and to network and find out, you know, what are people interested in? What are they passionate about? And there's a lot of talent out there, you know, an incredible amount of talent. And often there's nowhere for that talent to go. Um, you know, when, I mean, people who are in their sort of early teens, early sort of mid to late teens, Youth service has been decimated, so there isn't really anywhere for them to go. A lot of the youth centres have been closed down. So we're having to find other ways to engage people. Um, obviously, there's social media now, so a lot of people are just going off and doing their own thing. Um, but it's still very fragmented. And, um, you know, it's really about engaging uh, the, the up-and-coming generations into channeling their self-leadership so that, you know, they can kind of just develop a vision so that they can achieve some of the things that they want to achieve in the future yeah that's awesome so young people if you're listening you can contact her well pauline's going to give her details shortly but um well yeah i don't know if you want to give your details now you can always give it again later just in case someone's just tuned in i'm speaking Mm -hmm. to the fantastic pauline bailey um who's a visual art um person and she also you know, she's very much a promoter of black excellence. So, so do you want to just share with people how they can get in contact with you? Um, well, I suppose the easiest way for them to get in for people to get in touch with me is to email me. Um, if you email at info at blackartsforum.co.uk, and then I can respond to whatever it is people want to talk about. Awesome. Now, Pauline, you've shared so much with us about the work you're doing, but I'm really excited also about the work you're doing in Gambia because you're taking mm-hmm. all this and you're taking it to Gambia and really, you know, opening the, 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 the people's eyes to what they can do, their own resources and their ability to come together. Can you talk to us, um, just share with us some of what you're doing over there and how that all came about in the first place? Um, yes, well, uh, myself and Odiri Gemre, who is one of the directors of Corey, um, our sister um, charity based in London, uh, and the the training is delivered um, by Corey, which is the Vessel Project. So we, um, at Daughters of Africa Foundation, we both of us have been doing work uh, individually. Uh, in that part of the continent and we decided to pool our networks, experiences and so on and so forth together and we formalised all that work um, in 2016 in the Gambia. We decided to set up the charity and register it in the Gambia. We were delivering a leadership programme at the time and a lot of the people that were involved in that um, program were, were um, you know, younger leaders who were doing a lot of work in their community or running a business or trying to become entrepreneurs or involved in education, you know, but were still trying to, they were still trying to do something even though there was a lack of resource. So through developing those relationships, um, we managed to find out, you know, what's going on, what do people need? What do people want to do? What their visions were for the future? We also realised that it would be a good way to 
talk to people about you know the and stem the wave of people going back way which is you know like coming on boats and trying to get to europe because there's a terrible brain drain um and just explaining really the situation once they get here um you know it's not always cracked up to be um and should they survive it's still not going to be a very good experience and just really talk to them about the, and encourage them because they're the future they're the um future leaders and if all the young people left the gambia and other parts of, of africa who's going to look after the elders and who's going to um, be role models for their younger siblings who's going to run the country so um we started to work in urban areas because that's the other thing a lot of people will go over to different parts of africa and work in the rural areas they get a lot of attention in the rural areas although there's still plenty of need you know there is a lot of need but everyone assumes that everything's okay in the urban areas and it's not necessarily they too need support um <clears throat> so um we there was a um youth association formed and there are basically two youth associations that we support um two learning centers and, and, and libraries uh and the, those individuals who were part of the leadership program decided that they wanted to be the committee and doaf's committee work within doaf as well as running their own thing so it's kind of how it developed really and all i can say is thank god for whatsapp because we were able to still manage things and communicate with people and support people even though even when we're here we were able to keep the energy going so we have a you know within the committee we have a production we have a, a sorry a project manager um and we have a treasurer you know like all the the sort of roles of the the committee and um they're the people that work with us to help to recruit the youth leaders that work alongside the professionals that we bring over from the UK um and there's a, an exchange of skills and experience um and uh every project has to be sustainable so that once the UK leaders have left there's something left behind that the young leaders in uh, the Gambia can get on with and can carry on and you know train the next lot of people or you know create something in their community wow i i, I love that I, i just feel you know that's so inspiring you know and it, it's that thing of you know there's you, you're teaching them to, to to look within and look from their own skills what they've got going on there and that they don't have yes. to go anywhere else and you know it's that acres of diamonds is that comes to mind you know when when, mm-hmm, when i think mm-hmm. of what you're doing um i know you, you you mentioned a story yesterday when we were talking about architects you know um how yeah can you talk to us a little bit about that because i know you know a lot of building infrastructure is going on and is doing really really well again um with the gambians you know doing for self Mm. Well, one of the partnerships that we have is with the University of the West of England. And um part of that partnership is to work on developing um you know skills, leadership uh and just you know exchanging and education. And um so we are contracted to train 
um, 20 students across all faculties uh, from the university twice a year. So, well, 40 basically. Um, so the uh, they go through the VESSEL program and they're trained and prepared for their projects, whatever it is they decide that they're running. So they get guidance and a lot of support in developing that idea because it has to be relevant to the Gambia. Um, it has to connect with someone or, or a group of people out there and um, there has to be an exchange of some kind. So um, we we deliver that training so that you know people don't go over with um, stereotypical views and the wrong kind of mindset and hopefully you know don't kind of go over there and carry on with any foolishness um, <laughs> and, um, and, and it works but it works both ways um, because obviously the Africans have a view of people coming from from Europe um, so once the they've got to the end of the training and there's all the prep that has taken place with the planning and resourcing and raising the money to, to go, um, you know, to resource their projects, we then team them up with uh, youth leaders in the Gambia who are either doing a similar thing or doing something else, but, uh, you know, kind of within the same context. So. We had some construction and um, architect. We had some architectural students, um, and from UWE, and we also have um, construction and architectural students from the university and the colleges, the college over there. So they worked together, um, and the first one was around eco building, and the second one was kind of looking at. Um, you know the materials it was more sort of biochemical in a way i suppose looking at the materials and and you know what the, the people are building with and what makes you know which kind of bricks are the strongest and so on and so forth um, and all the science behind the whole architecture and construction um, so once those students have left not only have the uk students had um, an opportunity to deliver a project in an international sense, um, learn global relations, learn how to, you know, the difference between doing a project here and a project over there. And the young people over there have learned some things from the students that come from here, that come from the UK. Um, you know, they forge genuine friendships. Um, we also, I mean, because the people we take over there, it's not a holiday and we have to make that very clear to them. You know, you're not there on holiday, you're there to work hard. So it's a very intense couple of weeks, um, but usually that they're there, some stay longer. Um, and um, quite often people want to go back or they will, like for instance, the last set of people that we took over, one of the biochemical students decided to pay for the exams for one of the nursing students that she worked with. So, you know, um, people send stuff over. Um, the, a lot of the students from here, when they've kind of entered competitions, there's been filmmakers who have won competitions. Uh, we had a lighting and an architectural lighting and uh, design engineer that went over there and looked at um, lighting design and solar energy and we've fitted they fitted some lights to the learning center so that 
no longer was it have to be did it have to be lit with candlelight <laughs> um, and the you know the guy that uh, that was managing it and had set it up um, he could sleep more peacefully in his bed at night because the, there wouldn't be the fear of you know candles burning the, the books and all the paperwork wow wow so so you know, there's so many projects I could I mean I could go on forever really um, but yeah that's just an example of some of the things we do with the professionals that come over here we also have individual people that will come over at a certain you know different times of year um, and deliver other other forms of learning we had a uh, aromatherapist and massage specialist who came over worked with a beauty school because they can't they didn't have anyone to teach massage although it was on the curriculum um, so they're now able to pass those skills on um, we've had a teaching specialist come and work with some of the primary schools uh, we've had some students who have worked with the the year 11s at St Peter's Technical um, School in Lamin and they learned journalism and how to do a they basically made a, a magazine that was um, looking at in global issues and environmental issues so it's a whole range of things really um, I mean my passion really is about the arts and creativity whereas Adiris is very much although she's a writer but hers is very much about youth and children and safeguarding you know and training youth workers um, so yeah there's a, there's a whole there are so many layers to this uh, but the work we're doing in the Gambia we couldn't do without the relationships and the partnerships that we forged so you know it not only do the partnerships provide us with the people that we can work with it means that they're also to carry on with some of the, the um, things that they wanted to um, carry on with because they're getting support from elsewhere so it's it's growing their capacity as well yeah that's amazing because um as you were saying earlier on about the brain train it just means that you know they don't have to go elsewhere and you know even though no. they're getting support from elsewhere they're getting support to be able to kind of um you know stay and take care of their you know their own people and their yes. own land and develop themselves and you know i feel this also is leading to generational generational wealth for you know many generations to come because once you've got these skills they're, they're there forever aren't they they just get keep getting passed absolutely. on absolutely yeah, but it's about enhancing the skills and the talent that's there, um, you know, and and get to to kind of recognise what they've, you know, what what is there, what they've already got, but uh, you know that it is possible through great teamwork, good management, good relationships, you can actually fill those gaps, and that's basically what we've been doing. We couldn't do what we do if it wasn't for good teamwork. We've got an amazing team over in the Gambia. That's, that's awesome. And and how did you how did you you know again is that from local um, meetings and people showed interest? Yeah, came forward. Yes, and it, yes, and from the the committee that we now have, um, you know, because it's been formalised, their their networks and their connections and 
you know, if we have people here that want to go over there and do something, we're able to put them in contact with um, people we know we can, who have the, the contacts and that we know and trust. You know, there is, and I, and I don't know, I think when we spoke, we kind of both realised that there's a big influx of people, say, born in this country, particularly black people, who want mm-hmm. to go out there and, um, you know, you know, some people want to go out there and make a difference as well as a, a new life. Um, do, you, do you come across that a lot? And what would you say to anybody who either wants to go over there and support what you're doing and be part of that, um, or they're looking at, you know, immigrating or, or I don't know what the word we would use but going over to the motherland and uh, you know their choice is Gambia what would you say they can expect and what would you also say to them what kind of mindset do they need to have? Um, well I think first of all they need to make sure they take their rose tinted glasses off <laughs> um, and um, and there are those that want to be that embed themselves in the community and become part of the community but there are also quite a few that separate themselves from the community and quite are quite scornful of the local people that are there and I don't, I, I, I'm sorry but I just don't think that that's right um, you know you can't you can't go up to the continent and treat people the same way that you know you're complaining about people treating you over here and having that sort of colonial attitude towards working with your fellow human beings, you know. So if you go over there with a lack of trust and if you don't do your due diligence, um, it's very easy to get caught out and end up in the wrong situation, you know, get ripped off and all the rest of it. But you know, that happens here, it happens across the world, really. Everywhere, but for some reason, people think that they can focus on Africa and talk about, you know, the corruption there. It's no more corrupt than any other on any other place, really. Yeah, um, so, you know, again, I'll say it again, it's about developing good relationships and, you know, engaging in good management. There are no shortcuts, you have to do your due diligence. You have to, you know, talk to people. You can't just rush in and say, right, okay, I'm going to do this. And you know, there's lots of people selling land out there, but not all of it is legit. So you have to find, you know, you have to do the work, put the work in, so that you can, you know, establish a relationship with people who are trustworthy. Yeah. So it takes it takes time. So you have to be patient. And it does take time. Think yeah. long term. Yes. Yes, unless you're going to go for a holiday, then there's just no yeah. point. You just, you know, um, it's it's like anything else. It does take time. Um, it takes time. Yeah, what I want to ask you, how long has this project been going, Daughters of, is it Daughters of Africa? Daughters of Africa. Yeah. Well, the actual, the, the actual charity we registered in 2016, but the work has been going on since t- uh, 2000 and... Uh, well, that the actual work in the Gambia itself, this current work has been going on since 2014, and um, both Adiri and I have separately been going to the Gambia for a while, um, and so we just 
you know, we knew each other from before and hadn't seen each other for a long, 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 long time. We kind of bumped into one another in Amsterdam and then it just it was a bit like a runaway train after that. <laughs> we just realised that we could be more effective by working together. That's lovely, you know, like merging and pulling, pooling all your skills and everything together. It, it's always yes. going to be, you know, better, but it, it's that thing of getting that rapport and that, um, you know, that one vision that you both share. And uh, that's amazing that, you know, with what you've been able to achieve. And I'm sure when you've you look at find, it, yeah, yeah, go ahead. You've got to find people. No, you are just going to say you've got to find people that are on the same wavelength. And it's, you know, I mean, in, in later life, here I am lucky enough to find with each of the projects that I'm involved in in founding, my co-founders have been amazing women, you know, who have had vision and insight and intuition and, you know, we've managed to to make quite a lot happen, really. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't have done all of this by myself. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, I have to give thanks for those people coming into my life. Amazing, you know, women doing it together and coming together and, you know, making things happen. And like you yes. said, you know, us women today of a certain age, we, you know, we we have to get out there and do our bit, whatever that is. And um, it's amazing to be able to do something, you know, and what you're doing. I mean, I'm not, no, I don't think many people are on your level. You do so much. And, you know, what I want to ask you is, um, how what would you say to people what are the what are the things that are lacking what things are you know what would you say people are thinking oh i want to go to the gambia i want maybe they've got ideas that they want to to bring over there what would you say is really really urgent for people that they need maybe some skills maybe some you know and if they want to kind of team up with you or do something you know with with their own group or what have you what would you say is the thing that you feel god if we only had more people bringing these these skills over, these tools over. What would you say that is? Um, well, one of I suppose one of the things that we would quite like to tackle, but haven't really found a way around get really getting our teeth in it, is the the whole sort of environmental stuff. You know, things to do with the plastic issue and recycling and recycling and, and rubbish and and all of that. Um, but that's like a, I mean, there are so many massive um, issues when it comes to that. But to be honest, it's really, it's not even about what I think or what we think is lacking. It's really about talking to people who um, can tell us what they think is needed. Do you see what I mean? Because yes. we don't, we don't go over there and kind of say, oh, you know, you, you, need you, know, this you have you got need this, that. you need yeah. that. It doesn't work like that mm -hmm. because, you know, you can't it's like i can't walk into your house and tell you that you know you need a new cooker or maybe you should change your curtains or whatever you know it's, it's just i mean it's a bit of a simple but yeah it's just an insult yes i can't walk into somebody else's country and kind of say well oh you know you need you need this and you need that i need to talk to them and find out well what is it they want to do what do they feel passionate about what are they trying to achieve in their community not everybody is out there with a begging bowl um, you know, there are people who are, you know, true leaders who are trying to do some amazing things. They just need the support and sometimes the know-how, you know? So yes, yes. it's 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 not really for me to say what's lacking. It's, it's about us. It's about people going out there and talking to people and finding out what they want to do. Yeah, 
you know and also being a critical friend because sometimes people will want to you know they'll talk about things that they want to do but you're thinking you know it's like well, well why why would you do that mm. you know have yeah. you thought about do you know what I mean yeah. so it's, a, it's very much a two-way process you know and there's definitely a, a way of doing things out there and, and so it's a learning curve for visitors to the to the countries to, as, as, as much as it is for the people that live there yeah so it's listening and, and asking questions that you know yeah going to bring bring out the things that are really important absolutely and, and being a bit of a critical critical friend <laughs> you know so that um you can ask those questions and get them to ask the questions of themselves yes yeah that's usually really powerful you know once you find the answer coming from yourself well, you it brings clarity it. once yeah. you start. Yeah, yeah, once you start to ask the questions, it can it can bring clarity. You know, and as well, um, you don't want to. From what I'm understanding, you don't want to turn it into, uh, you know, a version of say somewhere else like Europe or anywhere. You want to retain the integrity of Gambia, mm, but absolutely with you know the things that you know they want for themselves. Yes, absolutely. You know, there's no point in replicating what you're doing over here or what's over here. Uh, it doesn't necessarily translate anyway. Of course, yeah, of course. So it's, it's going yeah. over there with an open mind and, you Absolutely, know, yeah. Asking, yeah. you know, what do you, you know, what do you, what would you, what would you like or how can I help mm. rather than, mm. right, we're going to do this, this and this. Mm. Yeah, and also the what if, you know. What if you did this, or what if you did that? Like that little seed, yes. <laughs> I like that. I love that. Um, yeah. Pauline, can you? I, I know you've had a long day, and um, you know, with the time and you know situation, I don't want to keep you for too long. But what I would like you to do before we wrap up this seg- segment is, can you just speak to people about, um, you know, anything? What? Yeah. Where? Where do you see? all these projects that you've got going in the next two to three to five years and also you know if people want to help because I'm sure you know it's so ex- so exciting what you you were doing Sue's doing and Dr mm-hmm. Golden's doing and all the other t- team members I, I, I'm like wow amazing women um, so can you just talk to us about that what's your vision for the next few years um, we've always talked about creating a wave that's the vision <laughs> and create a wave certainly when it comes to the African work um, cause a wave across Africa um, you know so replicate the model that we have um, in some of the other African countries um, we've we've been invited to Tanzania um, and Namibia um, I mean this is why I mean we basically need a bigger team to be able to start moving into other areas but uh, um, as far as the African work is concerned that's kind of what we want to do and with the work that I'm doing over here it's really about growing um, you know a decent team a really tight well-managed team that can then take over gradually take the reins of of what we're doing over here and what we're developing over here because really and truly it's you know young people should be running GRS young people should be driving you know the 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 vision of of BAF um but it takes a while to get there so 
we'll continue working with groups of people and as we go along we're kind of discovering you know the, the talent and the passion and you know the skills that are needed and so we will continue to work with with those people and with a little bit of support they'll be able to take the reins so you were involved in a relay race here <laughs> oh wow so yeah, you know, you're I want to do. I want to hand over the baton. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, wow. um, so we've just got to find the right people to hand the baton over to. Yeah. So leave your details again, please, um, Pauline. Um, so. um, yes, people can contact me at info at blackartsforum.co.uk um, about anything really, whichever one of the any one of the projects, and we can you know we can talk a little bit more about that and um just get in touch before you go just want to ask you you're obviously living your dream and you're doing great works um what would you say to anyone who is um you know they they used to dream or they not sure they can do the thing that is in their heart to do what would you say to them what would be the first step would you say for them to kind of get out of that you know feeling stuck stage and you know actually taking the first step to moving towards their dreams their goals their vision i would say feel the fear and do it anyway um think about what it is you're passionate about what you really want to do and just go for it just go for it you know don't police it too just go for it just have a go <clears throat> and would you say, would you would say, say people can be too young or too old or, you know? No, no, I don't subscribe to that either. I don't care what age you are, if you want to do something and you are physically able to do it and mentally able to do it, go for it. Just go for it. There's no such thing as being too young or too old, I don't think. You know, I've met some incredibly young people who are so mature in their mindset and their oh. intellect. You know, um, and equally, I've met a lot of, you know, I've met some older people who are very young in their mindset and go get us, have an immense amount of energy. So I don't think you can even, age isn't in the equation as far as I'm concerned. You know, if whatever it is you want to do, just think about, just plan it, you know, take calculated risks, um, plan it as far as you can, do your due diligence work stuff out talk to people and just you'll find a way just do it okay and, e and even if people have failed in the past and you know sometimes people think oh i wanted to do this i was going to hear people saying i wanted to do this thing and it didn't but it's, work out it's, yeah it's a learning tool it's yeah. a learning tool you know there's um we, we we look at failure and we think oh well that didn't work that time and you know i can't do that again well think about just review itself just do some self-reflection why hasn't it worked you know i mean obviously we need time to kind of wail and moan and kind of you know whinge <laughs> about it and feel lick out yes yeah, you know feel sorry for ourselves and lick out wounds but then you dust yourself off and you get up and you think about well okay why didn't that work or what went wrong there what could i've done better you know what if i do this what if i do that and just 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 try again do or do something different i love that that is so inspiring and uplifting because it's so true isn't it there is nothing mm. that can hold someone back who's got a mind set to go um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean even if things don't don't sort of work out how you planned or how you perceived that they were going to go you know you just so what just just 
try a different route. Sometimes try they a different like method. Sometimes it comes. Sometimes they do, and it you know it, it makes for a stronger and more resilient you. You know, I love, you know, what you're doing as in you're helping people with your gifts, your talents and your skills. And I think that, I think when you're doing things that you're helping other people with, you, you get a sense of, um, you know, put, you, you get that natural push, that natural motivation to keep going. So I, Yeah, I get a, I truly get a buzz from it. Uh, I mean, there are times when I'm just like, oh my God, why am I doing this? But on the whole, I, I love collaboration and working in partnership because it feeds my creativity and, and I get a buzz from it. You know, I mean, some people might say that's ego, but, you know, just one of those things. I enjoy, you know, things um, and it helps me to develop. So, yeah, you know, I just, I, I, I'm working in partnership or working collaboratively is something that I do naturally. Um, and I realised I actually enjoy it. Yeah, I think that's powerful. I think, you know, it causes everyone in the group to want to do the very best that they can do. I don't think that's ego at all. I think that's you just wanting to bring more of that inner greatness, the spirit, you know, coming through. Um, and with everybody coming from their best, you're going to create wonderful things and uh, keep motivating We're always stronger each other. together. Yes. Yeah, we're much, much stronger together. 